Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. And a pleasant good evening to everyone. Mike Hoss, Steve Geller, and Bobby Bear here on the Saints Hour, a special preseason edition. The Saints Hour brought to you by Bullseye, the official tailgate of the New Orleans Saints, and they'll have a chance to tailgate on Sunday evening, like Sunday night football, as the Saints wrap up the preseason against the Houston Texans, 7 o'clock, Caesar Superdome. And I love the building, and I've never been happier to see that building then after the rain-soaked humidity of SoFi Stadium, I mean, I, I know SoFi is a beautiful place. I'll give it that. But when it rains, that is not a building you want to be no, in. No, no, because, uh, Hoss, even though the the field is covered, it's still open on the side, right? The, right? Roof, the roof does not touch the sides. <laughs> yeah. So rain comes in, condensation builds on the top, oh. which then drips and here's the, the, part, the part that didn't happen but could have happened, that they can have a lightning delay. If you have lightning in the area. Because it's considered an outdoor stadium? Right, because of the – I mean, we'd have lost our you-know-what if that had happened because I know – Yeah, earthquake, earthquake, everything. Hurricane, I'm like, we got to get out of here. Uh, but yeah, it was so, an interesting uh, uh, game. Apocalypse. Uh, what's right. going on? You're going to have uh, uh, frogs fly, you know, uh, f- falling from the locusts. sky and locusts and everything. <laughs> you mentioned the earthquake. Did you feel anything I up did. in the I booth? I know the, some folks said they said the press box was swaying a bit. It, I did not feel the initial one. There was a tad of an aftershock. Wow. Okay. I, was, I was looking for it then because Deuce holds up his phone <laughs> and he goes, earthquake. We're under, and it says emergency alert. Go, you know. Find shelter, protect your head. And I'm like, what? We're on the seventh floor. Where do they want us to go? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, uh, right, earthquake. Do they like, mean hurricane warning? What's going on? It was like 50 miles away, but it was like, come on, hurricane, earthquake. It, it was closer rain. to Oxnard, uh, where Dallas it's actually. OJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, in that area. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. That, that was a weird scenario. But, Hoss, uh, uh, were you able to go out? In Costa Mesa. Okay. The question I have for you, and the only negative I've had so far, why the Saints would not go out there, maybe because of California taxes. As far as, okay, here you're going to refurbish or expand, and you have a lot of construction going on here right off Airline Airline Highway, that uh, because the charges are going to El Segundo, and my understanding, the media members that I've talked to, they go, no, this is a nice setup they have out here. And they said, but I don't know if the Saints will pay that uh, California entertainment tax or whatever, however they described it. Because you want to talk about the proximity, you want to practice against other teams. 
Here, you got them. Saints, you have the Chargers, Rams, and even Oxnard uh, where Dallas is. So it's almost like, you know, the Chiefs Vegas League. Is, Vegas is close. Yeah. And, it and, really and, is and, very close. Las Vegas, you got the Raiders. So you look at all that proximity. So you think that's a possibility or not? Because the only negative I've heard is that, uh, you know, whether you're going to the Green Bar in West Virginia, that the one negative, the major negative by California, uh, having a training camp because of the taxes, state taxes. I would say, and I have zero inside knowledge. So you're I just say, speculating. I would say that if, if they do decide to go away from this area, and I'm not saying they yeah, will, yeah. that after what they went through for those two <laughs> days, if that's not on the list, I would be stunned. It was perfect. Oh. They got more. Hello. Work, they got more work done in two days, from a team standpoint, than I have ever seen. Deuce and I talked about it. It was like that they ran enough team plays in two days that would be the equivalent of two preseason games. Whoa! And that was that was how efficient they were. Was, Jay Cantor took zero snaps. Right. In two days until, until the game against until the Chargers. Game. <laughs> so it was about get your starters out here. Jameis played some two with their backups. One, it was all about ones and twos, ones and twos, because that's what's going to happen, I think, in the years to come. They're going to two preseason games, and it's going to be about joint practices, right. and that's it. Well, and you know, Hoss, like you're saying, you know what else is attractive about the Chargers? Because, uh, listen, we're not, uh, we're not uh, MMA or, or boxing. Uh, that when the Saints go against the Chargers, it's like pros versus pros. Ain't no freaking fights. Right. Oh, ain't nobody. Tough. Ain't nobody getting out of control. Cause you see all these other camps. Uh, we had to stop this, <laughs> cut this short. No, that it is truly professional football, and I think they respect one another. That there's a lot of stud players between the Chargers and the Saints. So I, I don't know how. The charges when you have joint practices, and it's you know it does uh, come into play uh, because AFC versus NFC, how you would not participate in joint practicing the charges in the future, considering the outcome. Now, next year, the Saints play the AFC West. Okay, now that yeah. Now, so now you got now you'd be having to practice with them or have preseason with these teams that yeah. you play and and I've always felt that is so weird that you play a team in the preseason there's there's so many other teams well that's kind that of weird you, uh, that, that you ca- play Houston well, well, the, the Texas ones yeah the, 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 I'm glad you brought them in the season I'm like there's there, there's so many others I feel like that's happened a few times too with the Texans where we've right we've because, had I mean the preseason and regular it. season but I'm like but if you wanted to do it if you go to L.A. or, let's say, California next year and you get looking at the Chargers and the Raiders and those other teams, you're going to play them. You play the entire AFC West next year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. it would be almost like, uh, okay, uh, do we practice against the you Rams? Think, you think Sean's going to practice with you next year uh, prior yeah, to yeah. playing with you? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. so, so uh, as a player, I would not like uh, to have um, – Extended practices, joint practices, and a game, and then also you're playing them in the regular season. We say, well, hey, Bear, what are you talking about? You played the NFC South twice and all that. But I'm telling you, uh, the more they get on you, the more they can the set up against you, a right. game plan. And you might say, well, you can use that against them. So you might say, well, then it's a push. I like it um, where uh, the element of surprise, uh, so, to, so to speak, so I would rather like us, like okay, 
we don't play uh, the Jaguars, um, you know, every year. So come Thursday night, uh, you know, we have we able to give Trevor Lawrence the business. In other words, so, so what if we were like practicing uh, in training camp against uh, the Jaguars, and then you'd have a preseason game, and they have a regular season. See, I'll tell you, everybody gets film on you, and you still have tendencies, even though you're not game planning. Still, you can look at particular players, their technique and how and what they do to take advantage of it. It's like a chess match. It is truly because people say, hey, are you making it too complicated? The NFL's not like a chess match. No. The reason why it is because it's the best against the best. It ain't no damn checkers. Uh, I'm telling you right now. It is truly like they look always look for the weak link, the mismatch. You could be a stud player. Uh, like and all of a sudden, but on your team, another team might consider you the weak link, whether you're in the nickel or whatever. Okay, uh, you know we can exploit him. I, I, the reason why I know that because I've done that. I, I've gone against the weak link, and not that that player can't play, but he's not as good as those other players. So you try to increase the percentages to have success. So you go against that particular player. Just getting started here on the Saints Hour. Mike Oss, the legendary Bobby Bear, and Steve Geller. Got to take a break for all the stations. And we welcome everybody along the Saints Network here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Hour. As you just heard, Steve Geller, Bobby Bear, and Mike Oss with you until 8 o'clock tonight, getting you ready for the third preseason game. And as we look back to the second preseason game and that Chargers Victory 22 to 17. It was a scoreless, not the prettiest first quarter in the world, but it all changed in the second quarter and it changed with a turnover. Peyton turnover with knocking the ball loose. Brian Brzee recovered the fumble three plays later. The Saints behind Kendra Miller are in the end zone. And earlier today, Jeff Nowak and Bobby Abair got a little one on one with Peyton Turner. Jeff Nowak alongside Bobby Bear, going to chat with Peyton Turner here. You know, Peyton, one of the things that stood out to me for you throughout this camp is you've been here every day. It seems like the health is really on your side this year. How has that kind of helped you just get into the flow of things a little better this offseason? Uh, I mean, I've talked about it earlier this offseason, just having that routine. Um, I feel like I've got a good routine of taking care of my body, taking care of what needs to be taken care of for me to go out there and feel good at practice and then for me to go out there and feel good at game day. So as far as me being healthy, just giving me the opportunity to go out here and actually work on my craft other than worry about uh, my, you know, uh, my oblique. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't really know if I can really do this rep today. You know, I don't know if I can do this rep today. And then, you know, being able to go out there and trust my body on game day because I've been able to do it throughout all the practice, I think it's just helped me have success on the field. Now, uh, you know, Peyton, you were talking about earlier about uh, making a priority to stop the run. And, you know, you'll be challenged the very first game against Derrick Henry, you know, and the Titans because they're going to be coming downhill. But I was talking with uh, Coach Allen, and also you'll probably address this in the meeting room because the quarterback yards, they do count also against the run. Just break that down, maybe, what you went on, and like in the meeting room about containment, and uh, being aware of also, uh, you know, not letting the quarterback get out the pocket and having successful runs. Yeah, I mean, that's a bunch of hidden yardage, right? Um, you know, you see you see, 5.1 a carry. How many of those yards came from scramble? Um, so, I mean, it's an emphasis on rush lanes and being able to be a smart player um, while you're rushing, right? So, you know, you got a quarterback that likes to step up and go out to his right and throw. You got quarterbacks that like to step up in the A's and, and get out and run. Um 
especially like the down and distance is also a factor, you know. So um, just being smarter with our rush lanes and being smarter with our rush plan, I think, is the biggest thing that we've, we've talked about because there's a lot of yardage that, you know, you get them in. I don't even remember what we had them third and long or something. Right. You know, we had, a, we had them in a, you know, advantageous position for defense, right? And then we mix up our rush lanes a little bit. Quarterback steps up. He's out for 20 yards, whatever it may be. So, um, and the longest yards of the day, I think, came two quarterback runs, right, if, I'm right, not, if I'm not mistaken. So just um, having an emphasis on rushing smarter and knowing where we're at with our rush and who's rushing where, right? So, you know, I got a fast three tech that likes to eat that B up. Probably not going to work an inside move. Might work him up the field on a speed speed rush. Doesn't come clean. I'm coming back under. So just working together and, like, it, it's just more reps, you know, more reps with Brian, more reps with Colin, more reps with, uh, you know, all the interior guys that we got, Roach. Um, and just getting accustomed to how each different person rushes. Now, uh, Peyton, as far as um, being in the rotation, and uh, I always say this to the fans that, hey, listen, it doesn't matter when you come into the game because you're a starter on that play, mm-hmm. and then they count. So whether you know, you're getting 25 snaps, 40 snaps, whatever it might be, uh, that when you're in there, they're counting on you as a starter. So have they maybe talked to you yet about uh, the rotation or it could be a game plan, how you're being utilized, uh, you know, whether it's down in distance or, uh, you know, first down? Because there's been a lot of competition and how he's grown as a player. You, you're aware of that, Carl Grandison, and how he's grown. And, you know, competition is, is good for everybody, and you want to keep everybody fresh. And the point being... Um, is that the mentality that, look, when you're in there, that you're a starter, even though you might not be on that first defensive snap? Uh, I think the mentality is go in there and make a play, right? Um, that's something that uh, Grantham's been emphasizing, just go out there and make plays. And um, I think it's something DA's been mentioning, too, when he's talking about we want a highly conditioned team, right? So being able to go out there, be fresh every time you're out there. Every time you're out there, there's an opportunity for you to make a play. Uh, so, I mean, you know, we keep stats. Uh, the D-line room, just the, just the D-line, man, you know what I mean? So we're going in there and we – you play one snap a game and you come back statless, it's still a fine. It's still, it's still right, a fine on right. a D-line. So, I mean, um, whether it's jumping on a pile, contributing, helping in a, in a game, uh, a twist game, or whatever it may be, just going out there and trying to help the team make a play. Uh, so, I, th- I don't think it's about going out there and and I mean, it is going about going out there and just seeing every rep as its own and going out there and trying to play hard for that for that very rep. But it's also just about going out there and contributing. So I think that's the emphasis. Now, Peyton, how was it um, like practicing against the Chargers, not going against the same people? And obviously, you know, the Chiefs and the Chargers, you've played a game. And not having that opportunity to practice against the Texans, so, you know, you, know, you have the, the matchup on Sunday. But is that something you're welcome just to see? Because the more experience you can get against a different technique and, and different linemen and stuff. Yeah, it'd been great to go against the Texans too. They got two solid tackles too, right? So um, every opportunity is its own. Uh, being able to go out there and play them on Sundays, as good as getting lining up on Thursday and, and practicing against them. So except the quarterback's live, you know. So you yeah, finish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, right. So that's the that's the whole idea behind that. But it's always great to get more experience with whoever you're going up against. You know, we've heard all camp force and turnover, force and turnover, rate, get the ball, get the ball out. And obviously you had that strip sack on Easton stick in that game. What did you see on that play? And, you know, how do you feel like that has resonated, that kind of messaging? To, we're forcing turnovers this year. How's that going? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, you know, I worked a couple uh, power rushes, outside rushes. And then, um, you know, I felt I felt them not, not coming clean every single time, right? So got off the ball, 
use speed, get his feet running, come up, come up under, and then you know just make a play on the on the uh, ball. Um, it's been an emphasis this entire camp, though. It's an emphasis every camp, but I think especially this camp, just given uh, you know our lack of turnovers last year and our lack of takeaways. So I think we're doing a really good job about just emphasizing it each day. We come out here punching at the ball, getting the ball out, making it about the ball. So um, and, and Peyton, that's what I was going to bring up because you know I look back in the day I was playing late '80s, early '90s, and all that time frame. Where you can hit the quarterback in the head, you can hit him low. Man. Where now you can only between the shoulder and the waist. And always said, and it seems like more defenses are doing this, that uh, just go for the quarterback's arm. Yeah. Not, they can't call a penalty on that. Look how Brock Purdy got hurt. Yeah. Love game, the 49ers, go for the ball, get it out. You know, a lot of times I want to cream the quarterback, but right. you can't do it anymore and just be ball hawking and. Look, you can break his arm, and I don't think they got a penalty on that, but, but just knocking the ball, like right. you said, that being a target. Has that been a focus, like uh, targeting like the position where that ball is to get that out instead of really just trying to plant the quarterback? Yeah, I mean, it's, you, it's so hard to get, you know, knockout shots now on quarterbacks, right? They're so protected. You know, you come home to a $50,000 fine in right. the mail. So <laughs> just making an emphasis on the ball. Yeah, we have worked all the time. We got that blue pad right over there with the with the football in it, um, like a quarterback's throwing it. So that's, that's always an emphasis, go for the ball. And, uh Especially this camp, like I said, just getting the ball out and causing takeaways has been a big focus. All right, it's been Jeff Nowak and Bobby Aber chatting with Saints defensive end Peyton Turner. Thanks so much for the time, man. Good luck the rest of camp. For sure. Appreciate y'all. And that was Peyton Turner, who's having a great camp, and that's because he's been playing this camp. Yes, he's been and, out there. And he's healthy and he's ready to roll. Top um, pick out of Houston. No, uh, Houston Cougar. Um, and he's ready to go. Uh, listen, I think. Um, it doesn't matter. Like people think, like, oh, well, Bobby's not starting opposite of Cam Jordan. It doesn't matter. Now, when he comes into the game, whenever he comes in the game, he's a starter. As long as you're productive, look at the rotation. It doesn't matter if you're a starter. If you can contribute at a high level and j- just do what he did as far as getting sacks, for instance, you now limited playing time, he had a sack. You know when he had a forced fumble on that, right? And then Brzee gets it. You know what else he had? Two quarterback hurries. Two quarterback hits, however you describe it. You know what? That led the team against the Chargers. So those are the kind of numbers when you look at, okay, what are you doing? It could be tackles for a loss. It could be quarterback hurries. It could be sacks and all that. How disruptive are you? So it doesn't matter if you don't start the game, but your reps when you're in the game, do you have an impact? And he did this past week. A lot of Saints defenders did. We'll talk more about the whole turnover battle and how it was different before and how it may be different right. this year. When we come back, it is the Saints Hour. Mike Oss, Bobby Bear, Steve Geller after this on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. And we had talked about, we've talked a lot about turnovers and the emphasis on turnovers right. and, and really the impact that it's had. If you look at the Chargers game, two interceptions, one fumble recovery, two turnovers on downs, which, as Dennis will say, is a turnover. They had a turnover on downs in game one against Kansas the Chiefs, City. Right, yep. And so, and Bobby had wanted to talk about this, and I believe it and think back to 21 not you know first game Aaron Rodgers Green Bay in Jacksonville right Saints had like three interceptions one of them being Paulson Adebo first game as a rookie and it set the tone they became like this ball hawking defense and it continued go back to last year they didn't get any. All no. of a sudden, you were trying to, when's the first one you're going to come? What was the first pick? Was that the Raiders game? Was that their first pick? Wow, I didn't game? realize it was that one. Maybe it was, but it was late. And so, you know, it just – and so this year it feels like they – if you start to get them to come, they will come. Well, Hoss, well, I think we are a creature of habits. And it could be positive or negative. I was going to say, hopefully those penalties aren't uh, no, no, Yeah, yeah. No, no. It could be positive or negative. It could be negative as far as the penalties, or it could be uh, positive if you're taking the football away and you're protecting it. Uh, no, and, and I said this in the pregame in the charges uh, when I was talking. People think that, and, and it is, because uh, can you get the double-digit wins? You know, because then you figure you're in the postseason – but I was saying in the pregame, there's not that much difference between the Chargers and the Saints. Bobby, what are you talking about? They won 10 games, we won 7. Well, one of the main reasons why they won 10 and we won 7, we were a minus 11 and they were plus 5 in the turnover margin. Something as simple as that because the parity. Is huge, right? All the players, yes. And so, uh, uh, the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because right now, because I think we are a creature of habits. The Saints have more games this year, which is now at three, than they had in their first 12 regular season games last year we had two. Okay, I got to read that again. <laughs> okay, now now, now think about this, how you got to be opportunistic. And no, not no damn pass defended. If it hits your hands, catch it. It happened today. I know Foster Morrow made a great play. Zach Bonin hit your hand. How about you freaking catch it? No, that's a major difference. Whether oh, we don't we have a bunch of pass defending. We need interceptions. And Zach Bond, now you got to give Foster Morrow credit. Jameis said threw it. He's a little off target, and he became the defender. But Zach Bond got both hands on the ball. Catch it. You catch it. So right then, to me, the Saints had have had more interceptions in their first two preseason games this year which is three than they had in the first 12 regular season games, which is two. That, as simple as, as it is, people think it's way more complicated than that. It's not. Hey, J. Mack, uh, we got uh, Justin uh, in the house. 
Uh, it, hot off the press. Hot off the press. I Game love release. It. Texans and the Saints. Thank hey, you, Justin. Uh, hey, let me tell you, I love Justin. I, I, I think Justin's one of the greatest employees of the Saints organization. He does everything, and I'm old school. He might be new school, but Justin takes care of me. So, again, I'm just so glad he has it hot off the press, getting ready for the Texans. But, again, that simple thing, Hoss, about taking away the football. Okay, you know what also? It might have been what, two or three years ago. We'd be forcing fumbles. We wasn't necessarily recovering it. Right, just stays oh, on the ground. Right. Like nobody to get oh, it. Oh, then we forced a fumble, but God, how in the hell we didn't get this? Maybe then bounce your way. Simple things like all of a sudden Peyton Turner forcing that fumble and Brian Brzee uh, 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 being f- in the right place. Him. Yeah, but you know what? Is Brian Brzee going to develop? Now you're a big guy. Scooping, uh, scoop, scoop and score. Scoop and score. Instead that's of what, just that's what Deuce said. As soon as after play said, scoop and score, young man. No, because when you're so young, oh, the ball's in front of me. I want to make sure I get it, so I'm just going to fall on it. But when you play with more confidence, whoo! All of a sudden, you kind of scoop and score that thing. You take it to the house, and all of a sudden, not just a. It's a defensive touchdown. Not only did you get the takeaway, we right. freaking scored off of it. And we'll take a break. And on our way to break, Lonnie Johnson talked about that. Said the hard, the hardest interception to make is the easiest one. Like he made it at the end of the game, and he told himself, "Slow your heart down. Slow your yeah. heart down. Slow your heart down." And I'm like, in the thick of the game, you're able to slow your heart down. But he says you got to make. He says the the easiest ones. That sometimes they're the hardest ones. Yeah, you can't freak out. Can't freak out. He made the play. Game ended, and he said he called it. He told his teammates, this is going to be the game ender. And it was. <laughs> Nicely done by Lonnie Johnson. Got to step aside. It is the Saints Hour, along with Bobby Bear, Steve Geller. I'm Mike Hoss. Back after this. Welcome back. It is the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss, Steve Geller, and Bobby Bear as we get ready for the third preseason game. If you have not heard, there will not be the joint practices with the Texans, so it'll be Sunday night, 7 o'clock, Caesar Superdome. And then, really, the key date after that will be the August 29th um, when they go from 90 to 53. There are no cuts. They've, you know, had made no cuts to 85 and 80. So you stay at 90. So two days after the 27th, by 3 o'clock, they'll go to 53. One and then on the 30th, today. the 30th, then they add their 16 of the practice squad to get you back to 69. So if you think of like that being 70 and the 90, this whole process is to get rid of 20, yeah. you know, 20 guys. But you think about this was the first year they've done it this way, and I can assure you it will stay this way because you need 90 players all the way through. I don't know how they did it. With 80 or 75. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 this the, is the first year they've done it. The, if they, you've got to keep the 90. Uh, it's all about money. It's know, always I about know. the damn I money. I, uh, I can tell you right now, uh, they're doing it right because you want to have a practice when you have players available. Uh, so why wouldn't you? Now it's a lot of pressure on the coaches and uh, the organization when you're making the final cut because all of a sudden it's an extreme number. But – I mean, I still think the NFL's making so much damn money. Uh, so the 53-man roster, why don't we have a 63-man roster? Because I'm telling you, the Saints are going to cut players that can play at a very high level. And they might be able to contribute to another team in the NFL. 
it would be like you look at college rosters and all that top programs like LSU right here in our backyard. Look at the whole SEC. But the reason why I think that um, isn't this a better product for the fans? So what if we had a 63-man roster instead of 53? Oh, yeah. Or, uh, why why well, the inactives? No, no, that's no. That's what people always yeah, yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, inactives. Why we got to go to 45? So, 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 why not make, right. uh, so why not make everybody active? Just dress out. Now, you might play. You might not play. Whatever. And if but you don't I, play, you don't get paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have everybody available. Uh, whatever. Maybe that's so, coming because we do have the addition of the you know the emergency the, quarterback this year, and that you still have the two practice squad elevations. Right. So uh, they they've uh, gotten. Hey, listen. I think for the fans' best interest, I'm all for the fans that for the product, and you know um, they might say, well, salary cap and all that, and uh, listen, expand the ha- salary cap, whatever the product on the field. Why would the fans ever be against? If all of a sudden, uh, you know, a hand, two handfuls more. Okay, so we don't have a 53-man roster. We have a 63. You know, you'd have uh, maybe uh, one or two better special teams players that could be available, and that's how they're contributing. It could have a, a, a big impact. Or, uh, you know, they, they understand the quarterback situation. Or it could be a, a number of different position groups. But uh, to me, more players – is a better product uh, than lesser players for the fans as far as what you witnessing out there. I mean, you cannot tell me that uh, all of a sudden you have to have uh, X amount of players active or uh, it was the final roster. That's all about money and, and what they're trying to save. But to me, if you're trying to get the right product, because they're going to have players that the Saints are going to cut now, they might end up on other teams. There was one year, Steve, I don't know. It might have been two or three years ago. I want to say five or six players the Saints cut. They made other rosters. Not like Giants, Lions. They made like five or six players, a handful plus, half a dozen, made other rosters. So I, I take the approach. If, if you're picking the right players, why can't you keep them? And, and all of a sudden, it happens. Instead that. of scouting for other teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Don't you think this year, because I think there's going to be a lot of who's going to clear waivers. Who do, who do I – maybe i got to keep a guy on my active, put a guy, a veteran, on the practice squad who, 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 may, right. who I can protect because I think this practice squad – they're going to get some people eaten up by other teams because I think they're going to put some good players on this practice squad or try to get them through. No, you try and get them through, and then other teams will look at, well, that son of a gun is better than we have on our active roster, so they'll steal the practice squad player. Now, I'm not necessarily against the ebb and flow and the cat and mouse game and, and how the executives, how they manipulate all that because I can tell you right now, if that had been the case with expanded roster, we never would have got Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill never would have left the Green Bay Packers. Okay, now think where he's at and how they're trying to develop him. So that would be – so that's why my argument – see, I, I can play devil's advocate. But did Green Bay I, 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 see him as the Swiss Army knife that he is, or is he just a quarterback over there? Right. Oh, they so, did not see him as – right. The, the, the Saints the, barely saw him at that. <laughs> it was a special teams coach. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the guy from the Jets. God, what was his name? I can't think of his name. He's like a 30-year guy, uh, the special oh, teams. And he, had to conv- he had to convince – 
He had to Sean, talk Sean into it. Talk to Sean into it. Uh, Steve, you got to help me out on that. Uh, you and Charlie. Uh, that, that I want to tell you, this is uh, one of the best of the best special teams coach e- ever. I mean, I always acknowledge Bobby April from Chalmette. And Dude, what did I got. I'm walking through the Denver airport, going to L.A. Hey, hey Mike, and it's Bobby April. He taking Bob. his kids somewhere, you know, the dad, the Bobby April yeah, we yeah, know. Yeah, 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 the yeah. Bobby April we know. Yeah, yeah. He's just a super nice guy. I didn't no, mean to interrupt you, no, but no, you said no, Bobby no. April. No, no, no. He's one of the greatest. He said, tell, uh, tell, he's tell, one of the greatest special teams coach ever. Yeah. yeah no, Mike Westoff. Uh, thank you, Charlie. Uh, Mike, Mike Westoff. No, I'm telling you, uh, there ain't nobody, ain't no BS coming. Sean can never down the road, uh, you know, when you're trying to change history. Oh, I found Taysom Hill. Uh, not so fast. Now, you helped develop Taysom Hill. West Hall brought that was Mike attention, right. No, without a doubt. I want that cat. I don't care if he's a quarterback. I want him on special teams. He's that good because he can be a personal protector. He can block punts. He can return kickoffs. No, I, I, I'm telling you. Now, the reason why I brought that up, because if you do have an expanded roster, I, mean, I don't know if Green Bay is going to develop, but he probably never leaves Green Bay. But I'll tell you, they have players. The Saints roster is that good. I'm not being a homer with this. They are that good. There are going to be players cut by the Saints that will make other NFL rosters because we are, we are that deep of a team. Wholeheartedly agree. Got to take a break. You're listening to the Saints Hour with Bobby Bear, Steve Geller, Mike Hoss. This is the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. We're getting you ready for Sunday night, and the best way to do that is to hear from the man, head coach Dennis Allen. Here's what he had to say on this Tuesday with just really Wednesday, Thursday, and then the walkthrough on Friday, practice on Friday, and then the game on Sunday. Here's head coach Dennis Allen. Anything like that, I expect to see Jimmy out here um, hopefully tomorrow. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be anything that's going to cause him to miss any significant amount of time. I expect him to be out here practicing really quickly. Yeah, look, I'm not going to get into all the specifics. Um, something he's dealing with now, so hopefully he's out here tomorrow. Is there any more context as to what happened Friday and how they found him? Yeah, um, and look, we're, again, I think, I think we're just going to kind of stick with the statement that we made as an organization and not get into all the, you know, all the details. I think the important thing is that, um, you know, Jimmy's, Jimmy's going to be okay and, and uh, hopefully be, be back out here practicing quickly. Dave, do you anticipate Yeah, I think we got to see how, how he goes in practice this week. Um, and, and that'll be something that, that we... Uh, that we evaluate. Um, so I'll kind of reserve judgment until we get through a few days of practice, but uh, I think there's certainly a chance you might see him out there. Yeah, how much does not practicing the Houston changeup that you're doing this week and then also your approach on Sunday? Yeah, um, probably changes a little bit in terms of what we're doing, um, but not, not, not too much, uh, not too, too significant in terms of what we're going to try to get accomplished. Um, you know, we'll be obviously going against each other, so we're seeing a lot of the same looks that we've seen, but uh, we'll get some good work in that way, and I don't know that it's going to change a whole lot in terms of, you know, what we do on, on Sunday, um, but again, I think we just got to kind of let that let the week kind of play out a little bit. It was, was today a little, beyond just the, the short 
curious, is it like a lighter practice just for the guys coming back from? Yeah, 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 yeah. kind of planned to be that way. Coming back from a West Coast trip, we didn't get in until about 3.30 in the morning on uh, whatever day that was, Monday I guess it was. Um, you know, so we'll do a little bit to try to get them back, get them a little rest, uh, but yet still get our work done. The overall. Okay, weird question. I mean, was, was it full speed? There were lots of plays where it felt like they channeled off the yeah, probably wasn't probably wasn't as as uh, spirited of practice as, as what we we maybe have had. Uh, I think this is probably the most significant action that guys have have gotten. Um, you know, and again, you're coming back from you know a, a long trip, um, not a lot of rest. So hopefully, we'll we'll get back out here tomorrow and have good practice. Do you have to feel Lonnie great about overall? Yeah, look, I think Lonnie did a lot of good things. I think Lonnie's done a lot of good things throughout, uh, you know, training camp. And so, um, you know, it's really about continuing to stack days together, um, being able to make plays and, and yet eliminate, you know, negative plays. And so um, I thought there was a number of things he did, both defensively and in the kicking game, that uh, were productive. I think both of them have done well. I think both of them are competing at a high level. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think we're going to let this continue on through this weekend, and we'll have to make a tough decision when the weekend comes. Coach, you still going to mark based on the report today, and obviously it's something you want to put behind yeah, look, I've spoken to Marcus. I'm not sure exactly what the what the report is. Um, I don't spend a lot of time, you know, looking at the internet, so I don't really know what the report is. But yeah, I've spoken to Marcus, and and uh, uh, we'll let that play out however it does, and be ready to uh, adjust however we may need to. Dennis, what do you uh, attribute this to the fall starts, whether it's practice, or the five even in the game? It seems like we had a ten to a dozen. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's probably a multitude of things. Um, you know, when you're out here in these preseason games or you're out here in, in practice, there's usually a number of different quarterbacks, different offensive line groupings, different receivers, tight ends, all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I think as you get more in tune with, you know, kind of the same group out there all the time, I think that becomes a little bit uh, a little bit easier to handle. Uh, but yet at the same time, we looked at every single penalty from the game. Um, the pre-snap penalties are the ones that can't happen. We got, we got total control over that. That's on us. Uh, it's on us as a coaching staff. It's on us as the players. Um, those are, those are uh, totally unacceptable. Some of the, some of the other fouls, um, some of it, as I, told, as I told our guys, are kind of the, the price of doing business at, at some times. Some of it's technique related. Um, but we looked at all 15 fouls in the game and talked about um, what they're calling, why they're calling it, how we can be better. Hard to be much worse. It was a tough one as far as penalties concerned. Uh, don't hear the word fouls much when you when you're talking about it. But uh, yeah, they, fouls. They fouls. had fouls. They had, yeah, they, yeah, they had them. fouls. Yeah, they yeah. Had the, the whole thing also, uh, and I've said that this doesn't change. Uh, I think you've heard me say this before, and I think I've told you this. This is like old school. This goes back. I don't care if the rules have changed, and they more uh, on the offensive side of it. 
If you have nine penalties or more, or 100, yards. Like, or 100 yards, I'm telling you, it's like giving up a damn touchdown. I said it in the broadcast. <laughs> I said, oh, Bobby ain't going like this. He said, had 10 <laughs> and 100 yards. No, no, it's like, oh, that's double whammy. Right, 14 uh, points right no, there. No, right. it's amazing we won. I no, know. when you think of that's why you always want to avoid that. Got to take a quick break. Our final thoughts when we come back here listening to the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back. Just a couple more minutes here on the Saints Hour. And I guess, Bobby, as you look to Sunday and really the final act before cuts are made on, on Tuesday, right. look at positions. Just, like To me, the linebacker position, be, go, be, go past Pete Warner, go past Demario Davis. There are so many good battles there. Uh, right, right. Uh, but, but I tell you what, you know, it solidified uh, that battle of and Jalen Smith. Uh, dog. You, uh, and, no, dog. You know what it's like? Very similar. You might only be here for a week or 10 days. Uh, Kwan Alexander. Uh, it's not like, okay, if you can play, you can play. And then you're a leader and you get an opportunity and you're at a different level. So I look at like uh, Jalen Smith. I mean, I'm very confident. Uh, I'm not saying the second coming to impact Kwan Alexander, but they count on him because I still think DeMario Davis and uh, Pete Werner is the top dogs. But no, there's still a lot of competition. You, you, you know who's you know what's bad right now, and I'm not saying anything. I'm not because I, I like local players. You know who was dressed on and was active. Uh, look at the number of snacks uh, snaps. Nick Anderson yeah. from Tulane. Sorry, you might have to go somewhere else. You might have to play in the XFL, the USFL, but it ain't gonna happen here. It's just not gonna happen. Uh, you know, uh, Nico Lalas played in the XFL. Worked out pretty well. For yeah, him, yeah, right? yeah. So <laughs> you, uh, how you develop, and then you just go forward. Uh, you know, like uh, Ty Summers to me is a poor man, Ryan Conley. <laughs> now Ryan Conley <laughs> hurt. Who, 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 now he's hurt. So who's going to take advantage of, uh, you know, I, I've they always like been. Nephi Sewell. Nephi, oh, Hoss, I'm glad you brought that. I've always been a fan of Nephi Sewell, good bloodline. Right. You know what his brother is? He runs sideline to sideline, so I'll look at him. Uh, I think DeMarco Jackson. I mean, the tackling machine from Appalachian State, he gets double digits. So the competition there. Now, I still think they have not given up on Zach Bond. Today he should have had that interception, and he did not in practice. But uh, when you look at the competition there, uh, you know, there's another one is Anthony Argy. I look at him sometimes, it's like on a roller coaster. Oh, boy, that was a really nice play. And then a couple of times today, uh, he didn't necessarily excel in pass coverage. But that's a guy from Vanderbilt, SEC. He should. He was, a, he was a safety his first two years. Right. He should have excelled in yeah, pass yeah, coverage. Yeah, so <laughs> you look at it, no uh, – that's what I'm saying. We should have more. We should have a 63-man roster instead of 53. But it is what it is. They're going to have linebackers and a number of position groups that you're going to see Saints players that can't make our final roster, but you'll see, still see them in the National Football League. You know, Steve, I told you, you know who's the number one player to me, like special teams? You look at Chris Banjo. You look at JT Gray. You know who we never would have let go? Justin Hardy, right? Justin Hardy. They know in hell we never let him go. And he goes to the Jets, get paid because limited roster spots. So it's just it is what it is. It is what it is. And we'll find out Sunday night, 7 o'clock. Our thanks to Charlie Long back in the studio. Steve Geller, Bobby Bear, Saints and the Texans. Sunday night, Caesar Superdome. And then it's for real, September 10th, 
Tennessee Titans. Thanks for listening, everyone. This has been the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Who the heck goes Saints? Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 